This is the Passive Real Estate Podcast, the premier podcast for passive real estate investors. Matt Jones interviews experienced passive investors who share their industry secrets and active investors who show you different ways to invest passively. Welcome back to another episode of the Passive Real Estate Podcast, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of passive real estate investing. I'm your host, Matt Jones, and today I have an important topic to discuss for all of you passive investors out there who are looking to make sure your syndication sponsors are following the proper legal methods to raise capital for syndications, whether they be 506B or 506C. Before we jump in, I just want to remind you to hit that subscribe button and leave a review if you find this content valuable. Your feedback helps me provide you with more insightful episodes like this one. And just a quick disclaimer, this podcast is meant for informational purposes only and should not be considered legal or financial advice. Always consult with qualified legal professionals before making investment decisions. So why is it even crucial for passive investors to know whether a real estate syndicator is following the laws and SEC regulations when raising capital for real estate syndications? Well, the answer is simple. Compliance ensures the protection of your investment and mitigates potential risks. Here's what you need to pay attention to. The first thing is investor protection. SEC regulations are in place to protect investors. When syndicators adhere to these laws, it demonstrates their commitment to transparency and fairness. The second thing is legal consequences. If a syndicator doesn't follow SEC regulations, it could lead to legal trouble for them and might jeopardize your investment. As a passive investor, it's essential to avoid being entangled in such situations. The third thing is trust and credibility. Compliance syndicators tend to be more trustworthy and credible. Their commitment to following the rules reflects positively on their integrity and professionalism. Now, let's explore some key signs that can help you determine if a real estate syndicator is following SEC regulations during the capital raising process. The first thing is uh, accredited investor verification. In the 506C offering, one clear sign of compliance is the verification of accredited investor status. Ask the syndicator about their verification process. They should be able to explain how they confirm investors' accredited status and ensure it aligns with SEC requirements. Second thing is uh, transparent communication. A compliance syndicator should provide you all the necessary documents and information, including the private placement memorandum or PPM, operating agreement, and any other subscription documents. They should be transparent about the investment structure, potential risks, uh, fees involved, and the use of your funds. The third thing is clarification on fees. Syndicators must be upfront with any fee or compensation they receive. This includes acquisition fees, management fees, property management fees, and profit sharing arrangements. Ensure that you, uh, you understand the fee structure and how it aligns with SEC guidelines. Number four, Disclosures on past performance. A compliance indicator should provide information about their track record, including past investments and their outcomes. While past performance is not a guarantee of future success, it is a vital aspect of your due diligence. The fifth thing is third-party audits. Because you see, some syndicators may choose to undergo third-party audits to demonstrate transparency and compliance. While this is not a requirement, it can be a positive indicator that their commitment is to follow the rules. It's also essential for passive investors to conduct thorough due diligence before committing to a real estate syndication. So here are a few steps that you can take to ensure the syndicator is doing their part to follow the law. First thing is to review the legal documents. Carefully read and understand all the legal documents provided by the syndicator. This includes that PPM, operating agreement, and subscription documents. Pay close attention to the terms and conditions in there. 
Number two thing that you can do is seek professional advice as well as legal advice. Consult with an attorney who specializes in real estate securities. They can review the documents and provide you with insights into whether or not the syndicator is following the SEC regulations and consult with a CPA who specializes in real estate investing as well. Number three thing is to check references. Reach out to other investors who have worked with the syndicator in the past. Ask about their experiences and whether they feel that the syndicator was compliant with SEC regulations. The fourth thing for you to do, evaluate the communication. Assess how the communicator or the syndicator communicates with you. Are they responsive to your questions and your concerns? Do they provide clear and comprehensive information? And are they consistent with regularly communicating with you? All right, now let's break down some of the basics between 506B and 506C real estate syndications and why you should even care about those. 506B and 506C refers to two different kinds of exemptions under Regulation D of the Securities Act of 1933. These exemptions allow real estate syndicators to raise capital from private investors without the need for a full-blown public offering. Both exemptions offer unique advantages, but they come with specific rules and regulations that syndicators must follow. In a 506B syndicator, uh, for example, syndicators can raise capital from up to 35 non-accredited investors and an unlimited number of accredited investors. They must have a pre-existing relationship with those non-accredited investors, and those non-accredited investors must be sophisticated in some way, shape, or form, like understanding business or real estate finance. On the other hand, 506C syndications allow for general solicitation, but they can only accept accredited investors and must verify their accredited status through a robust process. Now that we've uh, like talked about some of those basic differences between the 506B and 506C offerings, I want to delve a little bit more into the proper legal ways to raise capital for a 506B real estate syndication. And this is essential for syndicators to stay, uh, stay compliant with SEC regulations. The first thing that they need to do is uh, look at pre-existing relationships. As I mentioned earlier, one of the key features of a 506B offering is the requirement for a pre-existing relationship between the syndication sponsor and the non-accredited investors. Syndicators must have a substantial and ongoing relationship with these investors before inviting them into a deal. So if you meet a syndicator for the first time and you're a non-accredited investor and they immediately invite you to join an offering, run away. Because if they're not following that uh, law, then they're probably not following some other ones. All right. Second thing that uh, syndicators must follow is no general solicitation with 506B offerings because they're just not allowed. And so there's no general solicitation or advertising. Syndicators must rely on their established network and mouth-to-mouth -mouth referrals to attract investors. And the third thing with 506C is accredited investor verification. While you can have both accredited and up to 35 non-accredited investors in a 506B offering, it's crucial to verify the accredited status of those who claim to be accredited investors. This verification process helps ensure compliance and prevents fraud claims. So if you're uh, an accredited investor and you're investing into a syndication and that syndicator does not try to verify your accredited status, run away from that as well. All right, now let's uh, shift uh, focus to the 506C regulations. These offerings allow for general solicitation, but they come with their own set of regulations and proper legal ways to raise capital. First thing about 506C is, uh, again, the accredited investor verification. One of the most crucial 
aspects of that 506c offering is verifying the accredited status of all of the investors. This process involves collecting financial documents or relying on third-party verification services to confirm that investors meet the accredited criteria. Number two is general solicitation. Uh, syndicators can use various means of general solicitation, uh, such as social media, webinars, advertising to attract uh, accredited investors. Heck, they could take out a billboard in Times Square or a full paid ad in the, your newspaper, whatever. Uh, that's allowed with 506C offerings. However, the syndicators must be diligent in ensuring that only accredited investors actually participate in that 506C offering. And the third thing is regulatory compliance. Because syndicators conducting 506C offerings must strictly adhere to SEC regulations to avoid legal repercussions, failing to verify accredited status or engaging in fraudulent activities can lead to some severe penalties for those sponsors. So whether you're considering a 506B or 506C syndication, it is essential, as I mentioned before, conduct or consult with legal professionals who specialize in uh, real estate securities. These experts can help you navigate a complex regulatory landscape, ensure compliance, and protect both your interests and those of other investors involved in the deal. So remember, as a passive investor, your due diligence is your best defense against potential issues. And whether you're a passive investor or a syndicator, understanding these regulations is crucial to a successful and compliant real estate investment journey. If you have any more questions or just want to talk about uh, real estate or need you know, some tips or guidance, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to talk about real estate anytime. My email is matt, M-A-T-T, at Wing capital.com. Well, thank you for joining me today. And I'll be back next time with some more valuable insights. Until then, happy investing. Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated on new episodes. Leave a review to let us know that you enjoy the content. There are tons of ways to invest in real estate that you can explore by reading Matt Jones's book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes many top real estate books all in one. Find it on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Google Play, or barnesandnoble.com. If you want to learn more about passive real estate investing, go to hawkwingcapital.com.